Steve Garner, along with Jeff John Ash. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well for 37 and a half plus years on the air with you. Well, but you've been on even longer. Uh, how, fifth, how, how, how long has your radio career been? 55 years or Whoa. so. I know. And it all started at University of Indiana? Uh, it started actually in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh. <laughs> um, and, you know, I know that our guest is listening in the background, and she's probably thinking, how can these guys even talk? They're probably so old. Is this, is this interview going to be even partially coherent? Well, with that, we want to introduce Crystal Wilkinson to our radio audience this morning. She's written the book called Praise Song for the Kitchen Ghosts, Stories and Recipes from Five Generations of Black Country Cooks. Crystal, thank you for joining John and me this morning. Oh, thank you all for having me. Oh, you said y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and you said Louisville. I, you said it I, that, I said it correctly, Yeah, which is wonderful. You're speaking to us from your home. Are you outside Lexington, Kentucky? I'm right in Lexington today, yeah. yeah. You're in Lexington today. The, this, the book is just beautiful. John and I were talking before the show how much we enjoyed reading it, the lyrical writing that you possess, your style, your sense of poetry. And uh, when I learned that you had been the Poet Laureate for Kentucky, that certainly piqued my interest. Is that a, a two-year posting and then it moves on to someone else? It is. It's it's uh, two years, and then you have to get out of the way <laughs> so, <laughs> to allow someone else to come So forward. what do you do when you're Poet Laureate? Well, what? mostly what I did, because it was the middle of COVID, was to do a lot of Zooms. Um, <laughs> but traditionally, uh, the Poet Laureate sort of represents literacy in the state of letters in Kentucky and um, goes to libraries, organizations, universities, schools. Uh, and sort of represents the state of literature in Kentucky, mm. which is wonderful. It was such an honor. So you're teaching now full-time? Uh, yes, I do. I'm a professor at the University of Kentucky. Mm. And I would assume you teach writing. I do. I teach literature and mostly creative writing. So do you know Mitch McConnell? <laughs> I do not know Mitch McConnell. I, I've okay, had right. Mitch McConnell sightings. I've had sightings, but I don't know him. <laughs> the first line of your book are, people are always surprised that black people reside in the hills of Appalachia. Uh, I did grow, born and grow up in Louisville, Kentucky, and if you were to ask me who lives in Appalachia, I probably would be one of those lame people that would say, oh, yeah, it's it was founded by Scotch-Irish mm. and English. Hill, and, hillbillies. Hill, and hillbillies. Yeah. I, I hate to admit this, but if I would have thought through it with just a second, I would realize that, of course, black people live in Appalachia. But how did this get started? Well, I mean, I, of course, like, like many places, uh, part of the start was through slavery. But uh, there were notations of black people being uh, in the hills uh, even before slavery. But, you know, I think that people often, when you think of enslaved people we in uh, in this country, we think about those, what we see on television, right? Those big, huge plantations. And we know that Kentucky, uh, especially in the mountains, didn't have those kind of plantations. So enslavement in Kentucky in the mountains was more... Um, 
someone working beside you, you know, even though you had ownership of that person, they worked uh, beside you in small, on small farms and uh, in, uh, in mines and inns and uh, with storekeepers and um, all kinds of things like that. So my family's been in and around the mountains for 200 plus years. Mm. So it, it wasn't a question of, when we think about, when you were talking about the big plantations, it wasn't a question of ownership, or was it? I mean, it was. It was It was still ownership, because it was still enslavement. It was still slavery, but it looked different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think on a personal level, it didn't look different. If someone owned you, they could tell you what to do and command your attention in various and sometimes horrible ways. But it was not like a sugar plantation or a, a cotton plantation that we see in all the films. It was more um, farming. There were some tob- tobacco farms here in Kentucky. Uh, and in the mountains, there was coal mining um, and keeping uh, farm handing to do and, and those sorts of jobs. Where is Appalachia? <laughs> That's a big question, right? You know, people are always talking about where is it uh, geographically. Geographically, it encompasses 14 states, uh, going from upstate New York down through Mississippi, um, and I've you know North Carolina. I could name them all, but um, it encompasses a lot of territory. You know, people have that stereotype, they don't often think about urban Appalachia either. So, you know, all of the state of West Virginia uh, is within uh, Appalachia, but some of those areas are not just, again, what you think about of the stereotype, there are uh, cities within those, uh, a lot of those regions. You know, Philadelphia is really in Appalachia. Really? That's that's interesting. Technically, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have okay. some steel mill uh, Appalachians uh, in the area too. So there's lots of lots of range, and the stereotype the stereotype sort of moves us away from that, right? We don't think of it as being a diverse place in within race or uh, socioeconomics or or anything. We ha- we we think about picking and grinning because that's kind of what we've been fed um and we have one one sort of one-eyed view of of what and who appalachia mm-hmm. is when i saw the title of your book praise song for the kitchen ghosts i, I got a chill who, who are the kitchen ghosts well i think of them as my ancestors you know i don't think about like Ooh, you know, I don't think yeah. about like Casper. It's more of an ancestral, more of an ancestral uh, presence. So, um, you know, the kitchen ghost idea came to me a long time ago when you know my grandmother used to talk about haints. So the word ghost and haints are coincide for me. And uh, when my grandmother died in 1994, and I was trying to prepare uh, my first holiday meal alone. You know, she would gather, she had seven children, 25-plus grandchildren, several great-greats, and uh, we all would gather together. So when she died, it was a whole different experience we were all having and trying to decide, you know, what we were going to do. So I stayed home and cooked for my mother and my three children, 
And uh, just kind of kept breaking down and thinking, oh, gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this, even though, you know, I'm a seasoned cook. Um, I can burn, as they say, (laughs) in the kitchen. Um, But it was really difficult. So I remember that I had her dress um, in the closet. So I went back and got her dress and brought it into the kitchen and hung it on the back door. And then I felt her presence. It was suddenly as if she was there sort of holding me up and encouraging me to go on. And that's when I first coined the phrase kitchen ghost. Is is Uh, it true? Do I remember correctly that you still have the last jar of her green beans in your kitchen? I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, I have these sort of, uh, I don't know what you would call them, these these items uh, in my kitchen that she touched and used. And uh, one of them is that, that jar of green beans. I've got um, one of her aprons. I've got the mixing bowl that she that she used. Um, her eyeglasses are hanging uh, up on the mantle above the kitchen, so I feel like she's watching me. So I got to mm-hmm. get it right. Mm-hmm. So, so you you go back and talk about. It's funny that they're all grandmas in a way. Your grandma Aggie. Uh, who was born in the 1700s, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and and can you? I, I, you don't have to do the whole lineage of your family there, but but she's as as important to you as your more recent grandma. Yeah, um, she is. You know, I found her. I didn't know about her until I started doing this genealogical and historical research. And so she was born in 1795 in Virginia, and I did enough research uh, that I could to try to find her, and I started thinking about her food ways and did a lot of research about what they were eating back then and how they prepared uh, food. So what the book does is the food travels. Uh, It travels through time from Grandma Aggie's time, um, to her daughter, Patsy Rife's time, on up through my grandmother, to me, and even beyond beyond me, to my children, and uh, sort of imagines a future life of kitchen ghost, uh, imagines myself even as a kitchen ghost in the future, and my grandchildren sort of uh, getting taught by me. There were so many beautiful lines that I highlighted in the book. Um, one that really stuck with me is I'm the one who has carried the stories in my apron for so many years. It's very visual. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've always been, you know, I was really a shy uh, child, which I think that that breeds a lot of writers, right? Like being the shy child who just kind of took notes, took mental notes in the corner. So I was always the one who, when the adults noticed me, was sort of shooed out. Uh, but I had already gleaned lots of information before I got put out of the kitchen. Uh, you know, food, food wise and gossip wise, like I knew all the business of the whole family. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I am the, the, the keeper of the stories. Uh, you know, my cousins even talk about that um, and appreciate the fact that I can recall those stories. And the reason I can recall a lot of them is because of being an observer, but also because I wrote them down. 
I have so many sheets and pages of things that I wrote down in my journals, even as a, a young girl at 10, 11, 12. There's so many beautiful recipes in this mm-hmm. book. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of writing about the farming aspect of black Americans and the Appalachians, how they made livings. And one of the chapters w- was really interesting about ginseng. How important was that? Yeah. Well, yeah, foraging period was very important to many Appalachians and was important to black Appalachians and my family um, specifically. But one, ginseng is uh, really lucrative uh now and it and it was lucrative uh at some points even then um but it was used a lot back then sort of as a tonic you know somebody asked me like what's the difference like there's not much difference right uh was the question between the deep south and appalachia and the biggest difference in the food uh and the preparation of the food uh was the terrain so if you went through a harsh Appalachian winter where you couldn't get out and there was snow and ice uh, and you couldn't grow crops uh, and you had to preserve the food the best you could, come spring, you're looking for nutrition. Like you still can't plant, but those little buds of, of uh, herbs and little spring greens are starting to blossom in the woods and you go out and you forage and you find them um, as spring tonics. One of the most beautiful lines in the book is, there is no more beautiful color in the spectrum of yellow that you get when you cream butter and sugar and add eggs. And that's about chess pie. John Ash and I did an in-studio chess pie competition 20 years ago. Oh, who won? Well, John, we did this blind. Our producer set up 10 different chess pies that we tasted. John's voted his first, and I voted mine first. Out of all of the 10, we could identify our chess pies. But they were very close. They were very close. And ah. I, so that was very meaningful that you wrote so eloquently about chess pie. And you baked a number of them during COVID, didn't you? I did. That was my gift to my children. My children, yeah. because they have bought into the tradition that I've planted in them for so long, like, and my husband has a lung disease. So during COVID, we were one of those uh, families that just kind of locked all the doors. Um, but I made chess pies for everyone and and delivered them. And uh, that was how they kind of celebrated the holidays and was were very grateful. So can you... Chess sh- pie is big. It's can, big around here. Can you, can you share with us the, the origin of the word chess pie? Because we've... We've read several different things about where that name comes from. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I would agree with the one where people say they're putting it in in the chest. Um, the pie chest. Yeah. The pie chest. Yeah. And and that that was that's the one that I that I agree with. I like that too, but I like the Indiana housewife that, when asked what this pie was, she said, "Oh, it's just pie." Just pie. Yes, pie. Yes. I like that one yeah, too. Yeah. We're going to take a yeah, two. Like mi- the- we'll take a two-minute break, Crystal. We'll be right back. Crystal Wilkinson, our author, this morning, we're chatting with her about her new book, "Praise Song for the Kitchen Ghosts: Stories and Recipes from Five Generations of Black Country Cooks." I'm Steve Garner, along with Chef John Ash in the Chaos Auto Kitchen. Talking the talk. It's well-balanced conversation. KSRO, Sonoma County's News Talk.
Why are Democrats trying so hard to stop Republican Steve Garvey? Fox News Radio says he'd be a big boost to Republican control of the U.S. Senate. He's surging in the polls. And more important, Garvey's a MAGA Republican who voted for Trump twice. He supports Trump's border wall and says we need to close the border. I've talked about the border, the crisis at the border. Let's close the border. He opposes Medicare for all. Medicare for all will be a strain on our economy. I don't believe in government getting involved. He supports Trump's economic policies. Economists say that he did an exceptional job for our economy. People will say he created jobs for minorities more than any in this history. Garvey says MAGA policies make us safe. We were safer more under him than we are under Biden. Stop Steve Garvey, MAGA supporter, too conservative for California. I'm Adam Schiff, candidate for Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Schiff for Senate. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Did you know one of the best investments you can make? It's in yourself. At My Computer Career, in just a few months, you could start your new career in the high-demand, recession-resistant field of information technology. Isn't it time you invest in you and start a career in networking, cybersecurity, AI, or upskill to boost your current IT career? So, get the ROI you deserve at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Start now at mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. This is KSRO's Michael O'Shea personally inviting you to Malm Fireplace Center, sponsor of the Warriors. I own an Enviro Fireplace place for mom. It is amazing on our chilly winter nights here in wine country. Unless you're a longtime Sonoma County resident, you may not know that mom also manufactures freestanding wood burning and gas fireplaces. They can satisfy your burning desires. Family owned and operated since 1960. Mom Fireplace Center in Santa Rosa on the web at momfireplacecenter.com. It is the KSRO Good Food Hour with me, Steve Garner, along with Chef John Ash. And special guest today is Crystal Wilkinson, author of Praise Song for the kitchen ghosts stories and recipes from five generations of black country cooks we only have about four or five minutes left uh, john and crystal and john you wanted to mention something well i i was telling steve off the air uh i had a grandmother that i grew up with uh and th- there were similarities in the the relationship that you had with your family and each of the grandmothers and all of that stuff. And I was taken with uh, one recipe that you included, and I, I've marked it now, so I'm going to make it, and that is gingerbread sauce. Yes. Isn't that wonderful? That's, yeah. Uh, just tasting that brings the memory back. Yeah. Me too. Every I, time I make it. I'd forgotten about it. Uh I haven't made gingerbread in a long time, but that was the thing that made it was that warm sauce with raisins in it. Yes, yeah, that's that's childhood to me. Just uh, yeah, just the me tasting too. it. Yeah, there yeah. are so many beautiful, evocative chapters in this book. I'm sorry we don't have more time to touch on them. I was taken with the King of Sorghum. Mm-hmm. Your grandfather was the King of Sorghum. Yes. Uh, we often think of uh, uh, the kitchen ghosts. I talk a lot about the women, but my grandfather was also a kitchen ghost, I think. Uh, 
and, and was the king of sorghum. And you also give a recommendation for your favorite sorghum. Would you give a shout out to that family? Yeah, the Oberholzers uh, down in Casey County. You can find them online, uh, and they are Mennonites, uh, and they make the best sorghum, I think, in the region. I don't know about the world, but I would say the world. So we because never. I've, I've been taste testing. We never see sorghum here. I mean, Steve, Steve has told me about it, but it's it's not something that's part of our culinary lexicon. Yeah, you should get some and try it. I mean, I think it is also regional, and I think it's an acquired taste because it does have a little bit of a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's delicious. It You need the sorghum to make the gingerbread to make it right. You need sorghum to make uh, popcorn balls to make them the old-fashioned <laughs> way. <laughs> and you want to get sorghum molasses, and that's important. It's different than the blackstrap or the unsulfured molasses, isn't it? Right. Right, a completely different taste. Um, yeah, because you'll be in trouble if you get blackstrap molasses to try to make gingerbread. Okay, and um, I, I can actually make good cornbread. I want to let you know, Crystal, even though I'm a city boy from Louisville. Okay, all right. <laughs> she mentioned you and that. my husband, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only line in Crystal's book that I took issue to. That uh, I said, well, I'm going to have to call her out on that. I'm, I'm sorry we don't have a full time to, to spend with you, but I'm hoping you consider coming back and talking more about the book with us, Crystal. I would love to, and thank you all so much. It's been uh, wonderful talking to you all. All right. Thanks again, and let's touch base again. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thanks so much. That's Crystal Wilkinson, and, and we should have her back. Yes, She's so eloquent, yeah. and the book is so beautiful. Crystal Wilkinson, Praise Song for the kitchen ghost well, well take- it, it puts food in context to of families and i think often especially today when it's all about recipes and glitzy photos and stuff like that this you know kind of gives you a sense of where the food comes from and how it was influenced by the people around you and all of that stuff. It's it's a great book. I don't know about you, but I've worked up an appetite. And <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think cheese would hit the spot. What oh, do you say? Oh, yeah. We're going to meet a great, great chef in just a moment who's part of a great event coming up in Sonoma County in just a few weeks. I'm Steve Garner along with Chef John Ash in the KSRO Kitchen. Sonoma County's News Talk, KSRO, on FM at 103.5 in Santa Rosa and Windsor, and now at 96.9 in Petaluma. Hi, it's Dennis from the Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market at Luther Burbank Center. I'd like to talk a bit about our market. Sure, we have great coffee, crepes, salsa, sausage, fruits, veggies, crafts, and much, much more. But to me, it's what you can't buy that makes the market special, and that's the people. You may have heard me speak with Steve on Saturday mornings on Garden Talk about buying potatoes from Tom or mushrooms from Barbara, forgetting to mention their business names. This is due to the relationships developed with those who grow the food we eat, something you can't get at the big supermarket chains. The vendors are a great resource to help create the perfect meal for you and your family. Bring your kids, grab a bite and something to drink, and Shop the Farmer's Market voted the best farmer's market in Sonoma County two years running in the Press Democrats Reader's Poll. We've been doing this for 50 years. We must be doing something right. So come and visit us at the Santa Rosa Original Certified Farmer's Market Wednesdays and Saturdays, 830 to 1. At American Ag Credit, we're pleased to return a portion of our profits to our customer owners with cash back payments totaling more than $1.2 billion since 2005. 
That's a difference maker for customers like Fred Klein of Klein Family Sellers. The patronage cash back has been an incredible thing for us and it really makes a difference in our bottom line. You know, you just don't get that with other banks. For more information, visit agloan.com slash growyourfuture. American Ag Credits, your future grows here. When you're looking for a dining experience that's packed with flavor and fun, try Simmer Claw Bar. Southern style boils with a Cajun twist are their specialty, and they're confident you'll love them too. But they're more than boils. The menu features fresh seafood, delicious sides, and a variety of craft beers on tap. With a large seating area and multiple televisions, enjoy the flavors of the bayou at Simmer Claw Bar. It's a perfect night out with friends and family. Text SIMMER to 85100 for a special discount. Hi, I'm Dorothy Rodella, manager of the Sebastopol branch at Exchange Bank. At Exchange Bank, we know Sonoma County. We also know it's a tough housing market. If you're looking for a local mortgage expert, our in-house loan consultants are here to help. Swing by today and let's talk mortgages. Exchange Bank, where your home story begins. Learn more at exchangebank.com. Exchange Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 643948. All loans subject to credit approval. I'm KSRO's Jeff Woodworth with Sonoma County's most accurate, most dependable forecast. On the heels of another cold and wet overnight, we can look to more clouds and around a quarter inch of rain to give us daytime highs in the high 40s. A high surf advisory is expected to be lifted later this afternoon, despite intermittent showers that are expected to last until at least late Wednesday morning. Depend on weather every 30 minutes on FM News Talk 103.5 and 96.9 KSRO. Let's think back to 2007, John, in March. <laughs> Where were we the first I, week of March? I think we were together. We were. We were at the first ever Artists and Cheese Festival, Festival at the Sheraton Sonoma County yeah. Petaluma Hotel. And since then, we've been strong advocates. We broadcast the show from the Cheese Festival for many years. And we're thrilled that it is still happening. And we have a great chef in the studio to tell us about the 2024 edition. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Chef Tracy. It's nice to see you. Nice to be here. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. So yeah. what is your current role in life? Uh, currently, <laughs> currently, I'm the executive chef for Jackson Family Wines. So I run the um, culinary program for, I mean, mostly known for as Kendall Jackson. Uh -huh. um, that's what we're, we're, you know, most people know us for. But um, we've also got La Crema and, you know, Jackson Family Wines owns over 55 wineries around the world. Is that right? Yes. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So we, for a long time, we didn't use the terms Jackson Family Wines yeah. or JFW. It was more of an internal term. But I think people locally especially uh -huh. know more so that Jackson Family Wines is a broader, more so, than just Kendall so Jackson. Do, so do you get to travel around the world? I do get to travel representing the company. Yeah. It's one of the many wonderful perks of yeah. my job. Yeah. Give us your entire name. Tracy Shipos Chinami. It's a mouthful. Don't, don't you love saying that? I do. It sounds like you're speaking a foreign language. I know. So so it is foreign, though. What, well, what, what I are mean, its roots? I didn't get married until I was a little bit older, and I had really established myself as Tracy Shipos within yeah. my profession, and I didn't want to give that up. But I also wanted to take my husband's last name of Chinami, so put it all together. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. What is your involvement in the 
Artisan Cheese Festival this coming. I'm so excited to be involved in this again. So um, the festival is March 22nd to 24th. And um, one of the things that happens on that Saturday is seminars and so um i am hosting at kendall jackson a cheese and wine pairing seminar mm. and then in addition to the seminar you can add on doing a wine and food pairing lunch with us so if you come to kendall jackson and do that seminar you can stay and walk our gardens and then enjoy um lunch with us as so well that's, a, that's happening at kendall jackson that is happening at kendall jackson but there's also other seminars happening that day throughout the county uh, laura Worlin is doing a seminar if you haven't had a chance to take a seminar from her she is amazing mm -hmm. i mean the woman knows about cheese yeah. um and then there's other um there's other people doing seminars that day as well janet fletcher from mm -hmm. uh, planet cheese blog will be doing a seminar so you can go to the um, artisan cheese festival website to find out the details of each of those seminars and to sign up for them now janet is great she wrote the beer and cheese book and yeah. she's doing a seminar on pairing beer and cheese yeah. which is terrific and we've we have her on here frequently yeah she's a frequent guest yeah, yeah. love her to, to, to talk about there's um gee there's five five different seminars happening yeah which is such a great opportunity they're happening at different times of the day on saturday um so you can sign up for those and then there's an amazing one of my favorite things about the festival is the marketplace that happens on mm -hmm. sunday at the um at the sonoma county fairgrounds um and that is just an opportunity to try i think they have over a hundred different vendors vendors there yeah so it's a you know you buy a ticket it's like a general admission ticket and you can go there i think it's from noon to four it yeah is. 12 to four on the 24th that sunday so there's an opportunity to go and taste so many amazing cheeses and you can buy them too yeah you? i believe yeah. you can if that's you find great, something you really like that's really important yeah. because a lot yeah. of these are not available it easily yeah. available in stores they're specialty cheeses but there's also beer there's wine there's cider there's chocolate there's des dessert purveyors it, it's you will so not walk big. away hungry. Mm -hmm. You will no. not walk away hungry that day. Well, we want to mention that if you're going to their website, we're going to give you the website in just a minute, that some of the events are already sold out. Yes. Because people are on mailing lists, of course, and they get first dibs at these. So if you're interested in, and we've had to say, unfortunately, many things have been sold out for many years, but people need to know they don't need to be sold out if you get on their mail at the mailing list i think that's an important uh, yeah an important hint to give people artisancheesefestival.com yeah then you'll be the first to know because the the tours always sell out right away yes the and they've tours. got a cheese crawl um that has also sold out yeah i think this is new is this new at the I barlow think the cheese crawl is new and obviously popular because so what is it I don't actually know too much about the cheese crawl, but I really want to go. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. sold out. Sorry, it's sold out. I know. Listen, I, listen. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be more on top of it next year. Yeah. Well, no, it's really cool. You get a little map, and you go to various businesses where the cheesemakers are offering samples, and then uh, there's beverages, and that, that's what it is. So it's all self-contained within the barlow. Love which this is a idea. Cool idea, isn't it? Mm. So the marketplace. There's our tickets available, but yes. even that is limited. It's capped, but there's only a certain number of people that can fit in so one space. So how much does it cost? To go what is it, 90 or so, or 70? What is, how much is it? You know, I I, I don't know, but I think you're you're right on there with the, around the, the 70. Here it is, it's $90 per person. Oh, $90, But that's early entry plus bubbles. <laughs> so you get some sparkling with yeah. that. Yes, please. And you get it an hour early and, and, and uh, you beat some of the crowd. So you get in at 11 o'clock, and then general admission is noon till 4. 
But either way, it's yeah. not like they're going to run out yeah. at, at, yeah. at, by 12. So this is uh, noon to four, the Artisan Cheese Tasting and Marketplace, Sunday, March 24th. So definitely get some tickets There's also for that. live music. Oh, I like live music. Yeah. Well, I'll take live music. So, so cheese music, what could that be? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to think about that. Yeah. So you have brought some cheese for us to taste. Absolutely. And what is on our, why don't we wait, why don't we do a quick break, we'll come back, and then you can tell us what's on the plate. Can't wait. And also you brought some beautiful wines. Uh, how could I not? Yeah. So do you want to try saying her name? Uh, Tracy Shibos Shimani. Chinami. What? Chinami. I know. It's like tsunami. Oh, like tsunami. Exactly. That's yeah. the best way to think yeah. of it. Thank you, John. Yeah. Tracy Sheepo's tsunami. You got it. All right. You win the so, prize. So I remember one of Tracy's, she's, I'm sure, forgotten about it and wants to forget about it, but uh, a legendary, uh, which which was actually great with wine, dish that you prepared, which was Tracy's nuts. Do you still do them? Uh, you know what? Those are still on the menu at Willie's Wine. Oh, they are. It's. I am so honored that they even still have those on yeah. the menu. But yes, this is. I. I am happy to be associated with that. I mean, it's such a simple snack. Yeah. But who would have thought? I never ever would have thought when I created that recipe that it would have this kind of longevity. Yeah. And that people would continue to bring it up, and I'd be known for this <laughs> kind of snack mix. But I'm happy to because yeah. they're well, tasty. You first came to our notice when you were working for Mark and Terry Stark yeah. at Willie's Wine Bar. Yeah. Isn't that you kind of made your reputation at Willie's? I mean, didn't that's you? what that's what moved me to Sonoma County was to open up Willie's Wine Bar. Where did you move from? San Francisco. What were you doing there? Oh, you know, a whole lot of stuff. I, I was, I was in working in kitchens. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was something like you'd rather not talk about. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just, wor- no, not at all. I mean, I just have, you know, I've worked back and forth from New York, San Francisco. Um, I had actually been working with Mark and Terry Stark at a restaurant called Lulu's in San Francisco. Oh. Doing, uh, we had done, we started a catering department for them. Oh, okay. So I had met them before coming to Sonoma County. That's what happened is that they moved up here and they said all right come on we want you to come with us wow well that's been great and then th- you were there what 15 7 18 years not quite that long Almost. but yeah i mean i was with them for just about 10 years opening up many of their restaurants mm-hmm. with them and it was oh i'm you know i and i hate to admit this but i almost didn't take the job because i was young and living in san francisco and this was 24 a lot of years ago and so as a young person 20 something years ago sonoma county was definitely in a phase of growing but it wasn't what it is now and so it didn't seem like as quite as an exciting of a place to live as a young person and i'm really glad that i made the move the 18th annual california artisan cheese festival it's happening the 22nd through the 24th of march go to their website artisancheesefestival.com back with tracy and chef john ash after this Saturday and Sunday afternoons, 3 to 6 on KSRO, is brought to you by Cobran Financial. Can you retire? Find out with Cobran Financial. Saturday, March 2nd, it's the 77th annual Miss Sonoma County and 12th Miss Sonoma County's Teen Scholarship Competition. Come see some of the most talented, diverse, and smart young ladies compete for scholarships and the titles of Miss Sonoma County and Miss Sonoma County's Teen 2024. 
These candidates are all top students, active community members, and will showcase their talents, including classical piano, singing, dancing, and acting. The list of forever Miss Sonoma counties includes Hollywood stars like Sebastopol's Karen Valentine in 65 and Ami Khan in 2006, who had a featured role in the movie La La Land. This year's judges include Vernon Glenn from KPIX 5 Sports, Chris Gossner, a decorated paramedic, gold medal winning figure skater Alexandria Colas, and Santa Rosa Police Lieutenant Christopher Mahurin. The 77th Annual Miss Sonoma County Competition, Saturday, March 2nd, 7 p.m. at Spreckles Performing Arts Center in Rohnert Park. Tickets available online and at the box office. Why are Democrats trying so hard to stop Republican Steve Garvey? Fox News Radio says he'd be a big boost to Republican control of the U.S. Senate. He's surging in the polls. And more important, Garvey's a MAGA Republican who voted for Trump twice. He supports Trump's border wall and says we need to close the border. I've talked about the border, the crisis at the border. Let's close the border. He opposes Medicare for all. Medicare for all will be a strain on our economy. I don't believe in government getting involved. He supports Trump's economic policies. Economists say that he did an exceptional job for our economy. People will say he created jobs for minorities more than any in this history. Garvey says MAGA policies make us safe. We were safer more under him than we are under Biden. Stop Steve Garvey. MAGA supporter, too conservative for California. I'm Adam Schiff, candidate for Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Schiff for Senate. Listen the first Tuesday of each month at 1230 for Raise the Roof with Letitia Hankey, right here on KSRO. Raise the Roof celebrates people in our community who are actively contributing to or possess expertise in the field of construction. Hear great info for contractors, community members, and our youth with insights for daily life. Brought to you by ARS Roofing and Gutters. Raise the Roof with Letitia Hankey, the first Tuesday of the month, and podcasts at ksro.com. Does your business need advertising but cash flow is a challenge? Then contact us at the My Sonoma Deals program. It's a cashless program based on trade. Are you a restaurant, a golf course, a boutique, car wash, bowling alley, jewelry store, or florist? There are so many categories. Contact My Sonoma Deals now to find out if your business qualifies. Just go online to MySonomaDeals.com and click on contact. That's MySonomaDeals.com and click on contact. KSRO, AM, FM, and online. Depend on it. Chef Tracy Shippos Chamani with Chef John Ash. Your name is so easy to pronounce. I know. <laughs> and also, also forgettable. Oh, no, hardly no forgettable. Uh, Tracy's part of the 18th Annual California Artists and Cheese Festival. You're also, in your spare time, or what, executive chef at Kendall Jackson? Yeah, just that little gig. Uh, and you're doing one of the five seminars. So excited to be included Tickets in are this. still available. Yeah, there's still tickets available for the seminar on Saturday, the 23rd of March. And our seminar is a cheese and wine pairing seminar. Makes sense, right? We're at Kendall Jackson. And um, part of the reason that I am involved is not just because... I am the chef of a great winery, but because I have this very deep love of cheese. And so um, I've been able to kind of use, you know, foray my my love as a chef and use that as well to like get this deep love of cheese and interest in cheese. And so I've created wine and cheese programs for so many of our brands um, within Jackson Family Wines. So I'm really excited to do this seminar and to show people about the, the pairings between, you know, wine and cheese and then 
um, my, myself and my team, we make homemade accompaniments to go with them as well. And I like to call those the bridge between the wine and the cheese. So it's really exciting to have these pairings when you're uh, you know a guest and to see how magical it can be so i brought some of those pairings with me today uh, what wine are we gonna start well with? you are going to start off your first wine here is the three vist oh i'm sorry no this is the cloud landing chardonnay um this is a really great wine um that is um from Petaluma Gap, um, Sonoma Coast, which is kind of a newer area for wine. We're really loving this wine. This is a really great food-friendly wine. Now, here's the cheese and the accompaniment you're going to play around with. And here's what I'm going to tell you to do. You're going to take a sip of the wine, a bite of the cheese, and then do a sip of wine with a bite of the cheese and the accompaniment. So the triple cream that you have on your mm -hmm. plate, this one here. that's Mount Tam from Cowgirl Creamery. And will participants be able to taste this yes. cheese too? Mm -hmm. okay. Mount Tam from Cowgirl Creamery. This is one of my all-time favorite oh cheeses. It's a cow's milk triple cream and then right next to it it looks like a little cookie but this is a lemon pine nut shortbread cookie that we make i've created this should i taste this now too yeah no, but take it taste some with the cheese as well and then don't forget to take a sip of the wine okay. mm -hmm. so a bite of the cheese a little bit of the the shortbread and then the wine and so what's really cool when we create pairings is we've got the wine which I can't change, nor do I want to. And then the same thing with this cheese. I've got this amazing cheese. So I like the to make... The wine is better now. Right? No, honestly, with this little cookie and the cheese, it has a creamier texture to it. Well, I love that you brought up texture because a lot of people don't think about that with pairings, but that's exactly what that kind of cookie is meant to do here. You've got this great triple cream that's got this decadent texture. So, so are you going to give away recipes for these things? Um, uh, I can if people yeah. come to the seminar and they're interested in making mm -hmm. some of these accompaniments. I'm happy to share recipes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see a is this from Arcona? Well, um, so your second pairing, this one is the wine is Three Vistas Pinot Noir. This is, uh, uh, um, these grapes are grown in the Russian River Valley. And the cheese I have for you is Point Reyes Gouda. Mm. Oh, one of my absolute favorite cheeses, Point Reyes Farmstead Creamery. Love them so much. Um, so you're going to play around a little bit here. You've got what I call a cherry gelée. It's a fancy name for jelly. And then you've got oh. bacon almonds which we make in-house. So play around with these two. I like to try it with the cherry and the cheese and the wine, and then try it with the almond and the cheese and the wine, and then try all three together. So, you know, what's interesting. The little jelly, it's sweet. Absolutely. And so what's that going to do to the wine? Well, mm. watch what happens, yeah. because cheese is generally salty, especially a more aged cheese like mm. this. So it counterbalances, but that sweetness mm. tends to, especially mm. when you have a bite of something salty, all of a sudden, the fruit will be forward. That red fruit is really mm. kind of dominant on your palate, but not in a sweet way, more in just a, like embracing the fruit way. Can I get a dozen of these Gile mm. to go, please? Pretty mm. fun, huh? These are really sensational. Yeah. Uh, what do you use for the concentrate, the cherry? How do you? We use a, a cherry puree. A cherry puree. Yeah. Boy, that is really dynamite. Mm. With the cheese and this Pinot Noir. And then did you try the bacon almonds? I didn't try that yet. Should I? So try that. This is I, What I love about this pairing is that when you have the cherry gelée with the Pinot, it becomes the fruit is what you're focused on. When you have the bacon almonds, it's a little bit more like smoky umami. It's mm -hmm. a more savory pairing. So it's kind of neat to like go different directions here and to um, to see how that accompaniment can really take the pairing down so, a different path. So as you think about putting these together you're looking for 
similar flavors in the food and the wine or not? Sometimes, yes. I mean, it's I like to call you can either go in the same lane and go for mm-hmm. richness or decadence or contrast. I, I, texture is really important to mm-hmm. me, so I definitely think of that um, it, to be inside my brain, John. <laughs> Do you ever sleep? I, <laughs> Sadly, I'm a horrible sleeper. I think a lot about food. <laughs> and, and you know John has spent his lifetime pairing yes. cheese and wine and done seminars on this too. So this is right in your wheelhouse. Um, do you ever just do something like, oh, I'm going to just completely pair this. I'm going to switch them out and I'm going to do the wine, the, the white with the other ones and the reds and see how those do. Well, this is such an interesting question that you're posing. So I think that you should try it because you have it in front of you. But oftentimes when I'm doing seminars and I've got uh, three or four or five different pairings, this is something I very much encourage people to try because the way to appreciate a really good pairing is to have one that doesn't work. Oh, uh-huh. So, <laughs> I mean, to, to try one when to, when you have the opportunity on a plate to play around with things okay. and to say exactly what you said, maybe try that Chardonnay with the cheese with the cherry gelée, it's probably not going to be all that mm-hmm. tasty. Because I've never done that. It's really, I, I, it's really, it's these... kind of, retra- you know, tracks your brain in well, a it's different way. Because I've always gone, I've done numerous wine and cheese pairings and food pairings, and I've always done the, uh, the recommended pairings. I've yeah. never thought to... Well, forget it. I'm going to try the opposite one. Well, why not play if you've got it in front of you? And oftentimes, that's how a really great creation Mm -hmm. also happens. How many wines are you going to be pairing during your seminar? So in this, in our seminar, we've got four different wines and four different cheeses and four different accompaniments. And then if you decide to stay for the lunch afterwards, um, you'll get to try even more wines. Mm. What other wines are you going to do besides Pinot Noir and Chardonnay? Um, You know, I think that we're going to do a Cabernet. So we've got a Chardonnay, a Cabernet, a Pinot Noir, and um, I haven't decided on the fourth one yet. Surprise wine. What do you think it should be? Something sweet. Oh, could be. Yeah, could be sweet, huh? Yeah. yeah. Do you make sweet wine? Uh, we don't have a dessert wine right now at Kendall Jackson. We're actually doing a release of some, I believe, later on this year. Are you going to, does Kendall Jackson do a sparkling? Oh, man, we've been asking for a while. I, cross your fingers. I hope we do. Uh, but but La Crema has a sparkling. Matanzas oh, sure. Creek, one of oh. our brands, just recently mm-hmm. um, came out with a sparkling. So there's a trend. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We have a few minutes left with the chef, with the chefs. Mm. That's what, it's easy. I don't have to say your names again. And the Artisan Cheese Festival was our spotlight for this half hour. We'll be giving away a pair of tickets to the Artisan Cheese Festival, which is Sunday, March 24th. Early entry is 11 a.m. Regular entries at 12. Both are great. There's over 100 vendors. That includes wineries and meateries, probably, and cideries and breweries, breweries, and lots of cheese, over 20-plus vendors and i think they're still adding some in the next few weeks too yeah. possibly so tickets are available go to the website for information about that and the five seminars tracy doing the first one and there's others to follow from artisancheesefestival.com cutting through the noise cut the bs and let's get to the truth ksro sonoma county's news talk Do you think simply sitting and talking to a customer would be considered a good deed for free? This is Austin from More Home Services, and I think it does. Our technician Jeff showed up to a service call for a retired veteran who lives in the country with his wife. 
While Jeff was working on his system, the two struck up a conversation that spanned every subject, from family to animals to world religions to the customer's military service. Jeff was thrilled to learn from the wisdom and the knowledge of the inspiring older gentleman. He later said that he felt like he knew his customer for 20 years, not two hours, and he was grateful for the experience. Imagine that, making a friend out of a customer. In this case, it was a mutual good deed for free, two people connecting and enriching each other's lives. If you need plumbing, heating, or AC services, check us out at morehomeservices.com. Hi, I'm Sherry Harris, owner of LifeSource Water Systems. And as we celebrate 40 years, we want to say thank you to our amazing and loyal customers. My dad founded LifeSource, and his vision was to provide families with great-tasting water from every faucet in their home. So transform your life. Call us at 1-800-WATER-99 or visit LifeSourceWater.com. Taste and feel the difference. LifeSource Water Systems. Warranty limitations apply. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. <laughs> the way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. When you're looking for a dining experience that's packed with flavor and fun, look no further than Simmer Claw Bar. Southern style boils with a Cajun twist are their specialty, and they're confident you'll love them as much as they do. But they're more than boils. If you're a seafood aficionado or just want to try something new, Simmer Claw Bar has something for everyone. Don't wait. Come on down and discover the flavors of the bayou at Simmer Claw Bar in Ronert Park. Text SIMMER to 85100 for a special discount. Did you know small details make a big difference in the quality of replacement window installation? Hi, I'm John Gorman with Save Energy Company. We use OSI foam and sealant to ensure watertight, energy-efficient seals. They're guaranteed for 30 years, and we're the only company certified to use them here in the North Bay. Other companies may use inferior latex sealants that wash out over a few years. Want your window installed done right? Let Save Energy Company handle the details. We feature Simonton Windows. KSRO, AM, FM, and online. Depend on it. It is Chef John Ash. It is me, Steve Garner, and special guest, it is Chef Tracy Shipos Chimani, and she is part of the 18th Annual Artisan Cheese Festival, the California Artisan Cheese Festival, happening all throughout Sonoma County, March the 22nd through the 24th. All the information, ticket availability, artisancheesefestival.com. We're giving away a pair of tickets to the Artisan Cheese Marketplace happening on the 24th in just a few minutes. And we've tasted a couple great KJ wines, both a Chardonnay and a Pinot Noir, both of which will be part of the seminar that Tracy's doing paired with these cheeses is that correct and you have other cheeses you're going to be pairing yeah we're gonna um i'm gonna feature a cheese from nicasio cheese company mm. and i haven't decided yet what the other ones are oh. but all great cheeses it's going to be really fun these pairings are really fun and exciting and all very different salt Yes. Now, <laughs> here it is it appears on the cookie yeah and it's an integral part to really elevating the taste and flavor of this chardonnay 
Yeah, in this particular case, the, the salt is doing a few things. It's mm-hmm. got texture. It's Malden salt, which has a little mm-hmm. bit of texture. And again, that was really important to me in this pairing because you've got this beautiful triple cream cheese. But that could be really rich on your palate. So this cookie and the salt and the pine nuts as well. Pine nuts, right, they've got texture, but they're not a real clunky crunch on purpose because this is this beautiful kind of delicate, luscious cheese. I want to impose a little bit of texture, but I don't want to take away from that elegance. So that was the point here. But salt also, you know, that balance of salt can really highlight a pairing on your palate. Um, So when does it work against? When does it work against? Yeah. Well, I think one just too much of it yeah right so i think like in anything with cooking balance is what you're looking for mm. and that could be with salt or acid mm. or sweet any of that so i think it's a matter of um using restraint in the right way do you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about these things <laughs> yes you do don't I you do. i believe that i do wow it's pretty wild the um the pairings are really beautiful they're really thoughtful and what is the are, uh, this is these almonds are different. One is the bacon almond. What is this other one? They're all bacon almonds. Oh, they're you all... just moved over on your plate. <laughs> I couldn't understand that. Yeah. I thought, gee, they taste alike, but they must be different. I'm yeah. just not getting it. And again, we make those in house at Kendall Jackson, so that's a big part of what we do. Is that you know these these accompaniments? I like to think of them as the bridge between the wine and the cheese. And my my hope is that when someone enjoys one of these pairings that they have what I call cloud parting moments, right? <laughs> that you have an experience where it's like, oh, you know, that, that, that really something magical happens. You either have a memory that comes to you or you remember it, you want to share this pairing with other people. And thank you for focusing on texture today. And not that I have anything against umami, but you didn't mention that once during the half hour. No, but, but it, it's talked about too much. Too much. Would you give us your favorite number today, Tracy, between 1 and 12? And you can take some time to think about this. Oh, no, this. I know already. Oh. It's my lucky number 12. It really is? Yep. Uh. Who would have thought that 12 would be anyone's lucky number? Well, poor poor Joe. Poor Joe. Well, (laughs) if you are the lucky caller number 12, you will win a pair of tickets to the California Artisan Cheese Festival Marketplace and tasting 100 vendors plus cheese vendors, everything possible you could want to eat. So it's uh, on Sunday, March 24th. Caller number 12 at 636-1350. And we'll arrange for you to probably it will call to pick up these tickets but we'll let you know how about that great well tracy this has been a fast half hour hasn't yes it, it has did you like these cheeses oh Tom? yeah these were great cheeses well i i, I love both of these yes cheeses. yeah thank you so much for coming into the kitchen today thank you so much for having me and i look forward seeing to again. seeing everybody at the california artisan cheese festival wonderful john ash we'll see you next week yes you will back after this for clark wolf and at the table this is ksro santa rosa this is sonoma county's news talk k245 dj petaluma